Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Good morning, everybody. I'm Steve, and I'd like to welcome you all to today's Coach House Beacon. There is a question which I have often pondered at this time of year, and it's this. On what day do I stop wishing people a happy new year? If I see somebody for the first time in March or April, is it too late to wish them a happy new year? Answers on a postcard, please. But one thing is for sure. As this is my first beacon of the year, it isn't too late. So, happy new year, everybody. On New Year's Eve, we celebrate the passing of the old year and the start of the new. It's an opportunity to take time to reflect on things that didn't go so well in the previous year. Mistakes, poor choices, or maybe just a recognition that we allowed certain things to drift. In response to this, we make New Year's resolutions. We promise to be better. Maybe to lose a little weight, exercise more, or eat less chocolate. As Christians, we promise ourselves that in the coming year, we will spend more time in prayer, or perhaps read our Bible a little bit more often. But, hang on, wait a minute, didn't we say exactly the same thing this time last year? Do we really promise to change? Or are we just saying this for all the wrong reasons? Now this doesn't mean that we have asked these questions of ourselves in vain, or that it is necessarily wrong to do so. In fact, the Apostle Paul wrote about this in his second letter to the Corinthians. Examine yourselves, to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not you have failed the test of genuine faith. Now this thought is echoed in the Old Testament, in the Book of Lamentations. The writer links our problems in life to our lack of faith. But in this passage there is also hope for the future. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 39 and 40 Then why should we, mere humans, complain when we are punished for our sins? Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. Just thinking back to last New Year's Eve, who amongst us could have seen the awful test that came to us last year? Thankfully no one, as I suspect that having that much knowledge would have been too much for most of us to bear. Whilst some of us will have had bad years from a personal point of view, collectively, 2020 will forever be viewed as a universally bad year. I think that we can all agree that bidding farewell to 2020 was quite easy to do. Not many of us will want another year like that. And whilst we're not out of the woods yet, most people are looking forward to a much better year in 2021. We're all hoping to look forward to a year when there is no more illness. Sadly, it is only one illness that we are likely to see the back of, as all the other stuff that often ails us will still be around. 
But one person in the Bible looked forward to a time when all illness would be a thing of the past. The prophet Isaiah, speaking in chapter 65, wrote these words, words that God himself was speaking. Look, I am creating a new heavens and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old one anymore. Be glad, rejoice forever in my creation, and look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. Her people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people. And the sound of weeping and crying will be heard no more. No longer will babies die when only a few days old. No longer will adults die before they have lived a full life. In those days people will live in the houses they build and eat the fruit of their own vineyards. In those days, no one will be hurt or destroyed on my holy mountain. I, the Lord, have spoken. Isaiah had looked at the world around him. He had seen for himself the effects of man's desire to be in control of his own life. He could see that the plans men make for their own lives were not working. Rich rulers prospered for a time by oppressing the poor but ultimately their time came to an end. All the while, the poor people paid for this oppression with a poor quality and a foreshortened life. Whatever problems arose, it always affected the poor people disproportionately, just as COVID has done in our times. Isaiah knew that this situation would persist until such a time as God chose to do something about it. In fact, in this passage, we can see that God had already planned to sort the problem out. At the time, Isaiah didn't know who would be responsible for this or when he would come, but he knew enough about the circumstances to be reassured and encouraged that help was on the way. We, though, do know who and when. We know that it was Jesus Christ, born 2,020 years ago, in a stable in Bethlehem. It's sometimes said that we celebrate Christmas at the wrong time of year, <clears throat> that maybe Jesus' birth was probably in September. But for me, I'm glad that we celebrate the event so close to the new year. This means that when we are asking those questions about the year just gone, or making promises for the year ahead, we have Jesus fresh in our memories. You see, the change of year should only act as a reminder that there is an old and there is a new. An old creation ruined by our sin, and a new creation as promised by God himself to Isaiah. So where is this new creation? Well, as with all good stories, there are two distinct parts to it. First is the promise of the new heaven. All who believe in Jesus will inhabit the new heaven for all eternity. Either when we die, or if Jesus returns to collect us beforehand. Second is the fact that when Jesus came, he changed the relationship between man and God. No longer would we need to go to the temple in Jerusalem, but God would come and live in our hearts. We have this constant 
an ever-present assurance of our relationship with God. In that letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Paul also writes this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone, a new life has begun. You see, New Year isn't anything particularly special, but a new life in Christ is. New Year is, in truth, little more than just a good opportunity to check where you are in Christ. If not, then that's the only thing you need to change this year. For those of us who are already in Christ, it is a good opportunity to remind ourselves that no matter how bad the previous year was, or indeed how bad the coming year might be, there is a time coming when there will be wonderful joy. I'll close with the words of Peter from his first letter. All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a while. The reward for trusting in him will be the salvation of your soul. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have already provided for us. You know all about the year ahead and have already prepared a way through all our problems. Help us to walk closely with you so that we may enjoy the good things that you have in store for us. Amen. Coach House Beacons The Coach House Church Daily Devotional To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org